0: Herzlich Willkommen to the Syncopated Sisters. This podcast will celebrate and highlight the women who were active in the creation and development of blues and jazz. You will hear about female musicians, composers, band leaders and more. There will also be interviews with female artists from the jazz and swing scenes of today. I'm Nina Thaler from Berlin, host and creator of this series. Enjoy listening. The musician presented in this episode is Ernestine Tiny Davis, better known as Tiny Davis. A very talented badass jazz trumpet player and vocalist. Tiny Davis played mostly in all-female bands. She lived openly as a lesbian and didn't fit into the stereotype of a decent woman in both appearance and behavior. Tiny Davis was a furious presence and therefore a notable character for this podcast. She was known as the hottest female trumpeter in the universe and queen of the hot trumpet. She was also labeled as the female Louis Armstrong, which was obviously a compliment, but also evidence for the lack of recognition of women's talent that couldn't stand alone and had to be seconded to that of a legendary male player, I believe. The contemporary historian, journalist and vibraphonist Nina Cherry wrote about Tiny Davis in one of her articles. Preserving the story and legacy of Tiny, a marginalised woman who faced intersectional discrimination throughout her entire life, was not made a priority until the end of her life. End of quote. Not a lot of information about Tiny Davis exists in the jazz literature even after her passing. There is still not much documented material to be found, either in print or online. But there is, however, a wonderful 30-minute documentary from 1989 by Greta Schiller and Andrea Weiss, called Tiny and Ruby, Hell Dive in Women. The documentary shows both, public and private footage, and interviews with the two of them whilst in their 70s, which are refreshing and interesting to watch. I gathered information from some online articles, but most of the information and quotes I sourced indeed from this documentary and the seminal book Stormy Weather, The Music and Lives of a Century of Jazz Women by Linda Dahl, both the book and the documentary, I warmly recommend. I admit that I didn't hear about Tiny Davis myself for quite some time. I learned about her during general research on women in jazz and when I was looking for information about the interracial, all-female big band, the international Sweethearts of Rhythm. Since then, I am hooked and inspired by this powerhouse, this black woman and her life story. Ernestine Carroll was born in Memphis, Tennessee, in 1909. When asked in the documentary why she chose the trumpet as an instrument, she replied that she saw boys playing it in school and didn't know what this instrument was. When she found out it was the trumpet, she told her mother that she wanted to have a trumpet. Her mother took her to town very soon after that and bought her one. Tiny was 13 years old at that time. She also recalls that she was the only woman around who picked up the trumpet. At the beginning of the 1930s, she and her then-husband, Clarence Davis, also a trumpet player, moved to Kansas City, Kansas. Both of them got involved in the Kansas City jazz scene pretty quickly. It's said that they also gave house parties themselves. Tiny played with a variety of dance bands and joined the Harlem Playgirls around 1935. The Harlem Playgirls were one of the earliest all-black women jazz bands. Side note, organized by a man, of course, Sylvester Rice. They were successful and toured a lot. But as common in that period for an all-black members' band, they mainly played for white audiences because of racial segregation enforced by laws which were soaked with racist ideologies. Linda Dahl writes about all-black female bands. As we've seen, some of these units were white, but more often they were made up of black women. The 40s brought some integration of white and black players, But on the whole, racial integration was as rare among women's groups as among men. Many of the women in the Harlem Playgirls later joined some of the finest all-female bands, such as the International Sweethearts of Rhythm or Darlings of Rhythm Orchestra. Tiny herself joined the International Sweethearts of Rhythm around 1939 playing with them for about eight years until 1947. The band was very successful during the years of World War II, touring around the country, playing for example in the Apollo Theater and the Savoy Ballroom. They toured Europe to entertain the troops after the war and also appeared in short films. By the end of 1948, the Sweethearts broke up. The reasons, so Linda Dahl writes, were the change of musical taste and the critical economic situation during the post-war years. In addition, female musicians and bands could be more successful during the time of the war when there was a shortage of male players in bands and on stage. Some women left the music business after World War II and some continued to play in smaller combos but the larger all-women groups dissolved. Female musicians sure had to struggle to find work after World War II. Linda Dahl again. Because of the increase in women's music activities during that decade, many seasoned players were available in the men's short years of the Second World War, and women hurried to fill the ranks of symphony orchestras, dance bands, and less frequently, jazz bands. During the war, there was even a marine band composed entirely of women. But the benefits they gained proved to be short-lived. As a woman, violinist, predicted dryly, come the peace and out we go. With 20,000 musicians and 2,000 jobs, how can it be otherwise? I do very much enjoy how confidently Tiny talks about her own talent and popularity in general, during her time with the Sweethearts. In the documentary, it said, I brought in the crowds, me. I was wild, loud and fed. The screen could never fit me in. Being recognized as playing with the Sweethearts, Tiny had a lot of famous admirers and had offers to play with some of the big names in the music business. Louis Armstrong, Cap Calloway, or Count Basie, more permanently. Even though that would have meant a much higher salary, Tiny refused, because she was closely connected and loyal to her female band members. I could have played with Cap, Basie, or the Duke. I was mighty, the sensation of the century, out of this world, supreme, Stella. But it was them girls... White, light, brown, tan, and yellow. Times weren't ready for us, still ain't. That's a literature quote from the documentary. Tiny had already left her husband, with whom she had three kids, for living a different life and for her music career. By 1947, she and her colleague, friend, and longtime partner, Renee Ruby Fila, bassist of the International Sweethearts of Rhythm and also pianist and drummer, first moved to St. Louis and later to Chicago. Ruby and Tiny were life partners. They stayed together until Tiny's death. They had to leave Kansas City, which Tiny had always referred to as her home base whilst being on tour and the jazz scene there because of being lesbian. There is no more information to be found about that fact, but it sure is a very sad fact. So Tiny and Ruby settled in Chicago instead. There, Tiny formed her own all-female band, the Helldivers, which Ruby, of course, also played. They toured extensively and were managed by the well-known and successful Joe Glazer, debuted at the Blue Note Club in Chicago, and when Decca Records did a record with them, the Hell Divers were the first all-female band on the label. Tiny and Ruby opened a gay club in Chicago in the late 1940s, Tiny and Ruby's Gay Spot, which they ran for about 10 years throughout the 50s. One of the reasons to open the bar was to provide themselves with consistent work and income. Nina Cherry writes, For the next decade, the club was a pillar of Chicago's queer community until the club was sold and demolished in 1958. Tiny and Ruby continued to play on the Chicago scene until Tiny's arthritis progressed. While Tiny Davis was an important figure in Chicago's jazz scene, as well as the city's LGBTQ plus history, she is an equally important voice in Kansas City's history worth remembering and amplifying. Up until the 80s, Tiny and her combo were still performing, mostly in the local scene in Chicago. She also played in a trio or quartet, with her daughter Dorothy Houston on piano or bass. You can also see that in the documentary. Being openly lesbian and queer in the 50s in the conservative United States of America meant to be confronted with layers of discrimination. Being black and a woman, lesbian and playing the trumpet Tiny Davis was confronted with intersectional discrimination. As there are not a great deal of interviews or information about Tiny Davis, we don't know how she dealt with these struggles of discrimination and racism or where she got all her wonderful energy from. But we do have evidence that she was an extraordinary musician. Also in the documentary, she said, that Ruby kept her going and alive in her later years. Anyways, in the interview of the documentary of 1989, she still seemed self-confident about her playing, but also frustrated about not being recognized on a larger scale. She said, I am ready to go. I'm only 76 years old, but I got what it takes. But nobody want to take it. We cannot experience her and her music personally anymore. But we can still appreciate and we can embrace her music, her legacy, and her story. We are ready and we take all you have given, Tiny. Tiny Davis died in 1994 in Chicago. As with all productions, this podcast could only be realized because of a team. In this case, a wonderful group of female distributors and supporters. Thank you all for encouragement, help, and advice. Special thanks go out to Anne Borchers for playing the bass, Andrea Ramirez Ruiz for the visuals, Zoe Langdell for mother tongue support, and Francois Perdriou for mixing and mastering. This podcast is part of the Swinging Europe Network and co funded by the European Union. Thank you for listening. If you have any kind of feedback you want to share, be it a suggestion for another female musician to be represented here, something you feel that is missing, you want to discuss, whatever it is, feel free to reach out to me via email to nina at syncopation.de. And remember, every day is Women's Day. Yes, babes! Bye bye and tschüssikowski.